0: Hi, this is Tutibolis from the Dungeon Place Podcast, and uh, you're listening to the Massacast with uh, Unspeakable Axe. Reminder, this is a podcast for adults 18 or older, so if you're not 18 or older, go tell your mother she loves you. Thank you for downloading another episode. I'm going to make this super quick, because we were hanging out in Central Park all day today, got way too much sun, and I'm I'm about to pass out. So, uh, here we go. In this episode... Troy Orleans returns and sits down for another conversation. She's been on the show quite a few times before. If you haven't heard him, I'll go back in the archives. And um, so, yeah, here it is, Troy and I. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Thank very you. glad you to were be here. the very first person on the podcast.
1: I know. I was. I was actually thinking about that a, the
0: other day. Wasn't it anonymous? It <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and and that's fine. In fact, I almost doubted myself um, on my blog because I was going to make a reference to. Um, to that podcast yeah. and then and for some reason, the way the blog ended up going, i didn't I didn't include it, but sure. yeah,
0: I was the first and uh, we, there was you know, I remember because who knew if it was gonna keep going. I didn't know if mm-hmm. this might be a one-time thing or who knows what uh, but yeah, it all st- half started in your <laughs> if for some crazy reason, uh, we both become like world famous then it'll be a landmark. Yeah. You know, it'll be, for you, world famous for something really good you did. For me, it would be world famous for something bad I did. You know, something infamous. No. Unsolved Mysteries or something like that.
1: Look, everywhere I turn, I'm so proud of you and this podcast because I just, I hear so many people just say how wonderful it is, how much they love listening to it. You know, they go on long drives and and download all your podcasts and just listen to them on the way. You've created a really amazing thing, the, and you should be very proud of the yourself. The
0: point is, is that I don't think we've ever acknowledged that you were on the first episode because it was anonymous. You didn't want to be, was. you you, you, know, cause you didn't know what was gonna, ha- you know, who knew?
1: Who yeah, knew? I couldn't and let I you mess with you. my brand. Uh, what right, are you no, talking sure. about?
0: <laughs> but someone can can go back and now. Listen, if you've heard the first one, like who's this mystery woman? Well, now you know. <laughs> um. Uh, was fa- it that
1: the one that I was talking about, the conjugal sheet? I think it was.
0: It might have been. I know that there was, uh, was it James Brown we didn't talk about, when we talked about, but we left it out? Was it James Brown?
1: Oh, no. Oh, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Yes. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you, I'm sure if someone Google's Chuck Berry, they'll see what crazy shit he was in. Into-
1: they, well, no pun intended. Uh, right. <laughs> actually, they won't. I have been trying to Google that story forever, and I cannot find it. Well, I the know cat's I out of bag it.
0: now, The fact that you, you say he was into scat.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. I so I read this story when I was about twelve or thirteen years old in Spy magazine, about how there was this federal case against Chuck Berry who raided his, um, he owned a lot of property in some town in the south. And um, and the feds raided it because he had recording devices in a lot of the public restrooms. Um. And when they went to his house, they found a huge library of videotapes of these like tightly edited montages of women going to the bathroom and then shots of the contents of the toilet.
0: So, uh, and this brings up this, you know, I, I obviously, Non-consensual filming, obviously. I think we all agree it's weird and you know, mm-hmm. should be that. But um, are you like me with when it comes to certain kinks, like scat play, where it's hard to... Most kinks, if I'm not into it, like cross-dressing, I'm like, I'm not freaked out by it or something like that, right? But at the same time, I can respect, you know, I'm not into it, but whatever, go ahead, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. But for some reason... I don't know why scat play, to me, it's really...
1: Unfathomable?
0: It's without fathom. (laughs) I'm not saying... I'm not... I don't know if I should come out and ask you, but are there things like that for you that are just like, you just can't imagine the appeal?
1: Yes, there are. Um, And I'm trying to think of which ones they are now. Um... (laughs) I know that there are a couple that I just go, well, you know, when I started at Luxuria, we had this uh, girl who worked with us. Her name was Mistress Devon, And she was from some Eastern European country. And she was about as kinky as a doorknob, could not, and and cared as much about kink as a doorknob. Right, Um, Just, oh, she was not into it at all. And whenever we would talk about different fetishes, and it didn't even matter what it was. It could be like nipple torture. And she'd just go, who does that? <laughs> what did Why do? would anybody do that? What, what, what did she do in her? <laughs> Apparently not much. Okay. But well. <laughs> she was very pretty.
0: Okay, well, there you go. There you go. And, you know,
1: for some people, that's enough.
0: Sure, sure, I guess. Um, we haven't really talked about your days at... Because you just had an anniversary.
1: I did. I just celebrated my eighth anniversary. Eighth anniversary. Yeah.
0: So, when you first started, I don't think, did we talk about how you, I don't think we talked about how you started, did we?
1: (laughs) Do you know, do you know what part of the reason why I started? Because I met somebody who was into scat. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So, so the story is, is that I met, I met a man who, uh, who, in a vanilla context, and we as we got to know each other at some point, we'd gone to a party together and uh and when we arrived at the and he had made some like sort of big deal about like, well, you know, it'd be great if you wore some stilettos or wore some nice shoes or something like yeah. that and and in anticipation of it, I actually like bought my first pair like that was the first time I bought a pair of shoes to go to this party with him. And that was the first time that I had spent more than $100 on a pair of shoes. And, um, <clears throat> and so I wore the shoes for him. And, and he confessed to me at the t- And he said, you know, well, I have a little bit of a foot and shoe fetish. And I said, really? I've heard about you people. I've never <laughs> met one of you. Right. Tell me about that. And we ended up spending the entire party. A, there was bottomless glasses of Veuve Clicot. And we just sat in a corner and stared at women's feet all night. And he just gave me an education on the shoes. Now, as we got to know each other a little bit better, he eventually confessed to me that he also was interested in toilet play. Mm -hmm. And I thought, really? I read about that. (laughs) So (laughs)
0: this this is really I think this is this goes to your character i think in, in in a positive way you within the course of eight years went from maybe it was nine or whatever went from very little exposure to it to
1: <laughs> being
0: an expert in your field <laughs> you know, you did listen to Dan savage
1: yeah you know, he says ggg
0: says yeah good be, giving a game. game
1: yeah
0: um there aren't i mean there aren't many people who go from having little exposure to it to going to what many people consider is like a huge extreme aspect in such a short period of time you, you, was it the fact that you who he was that helped it was it just because you're open was it or what, what, what do you think or was it a combination of all of them because there's a lot of people I'm sure listening who are thinking like how can I get my girlfriend or wife <laughs> or boyfriend who's not very exposed to this to be like Troy you know
1: yeah I, you know I had dinner with, with a shoe guy uh, a few months ago or so, we keep in sporadic touch, and uh, and and I was chuckling at him and said, "Like, bet you didn't think I'd end up here, now, did you?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't either. Um, I there are a few things, I guess. Um, I think a lot of it is being open, and I've always been open. I mean, open to life, you know. This is I I want to I'm open to experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm not I just I didn't grow up scared. Right. Um so I think that's I think that was a lot of it. Um just a a lot of intellectual curiosity, a lot of just comfortable enough with myself to to make decisions like that and to explore things. So that was part of it. I think that, um, some of it, well, the funny thing about it was initially he said, honey, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. Here's a book, here's a website, (laughs) knock yourself out. (laughs) Like he he basically refused to have any, you know, like once I expressed my initial interest Mm. in it, he said, I don't want to have anything to do with this. And so he sent me to the OWK site, which is, you know, perfect site for beginners. (laughs) right.
0: OWK is the other word kingdom was this, yeah, it was was this castle and it was like pretty extreme stuff. Yeah, it
1: was extreme femdom, female supremacy, you know, men are chattel and whipped daily and serve as... Like horses for carriages and live in barns and cages and underfoot and <laughs> on paper <it> sounds awesome. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> that you know what I think. You ask me, we can go back to this if you want. But no, no, that is one of those fetishes that I just don't get. What the that
0: complete objectification thing or
1: no? I love objectification. What I don't get is the whole. Female supremacy uh-huh. I am a worthless Sniveling worm Mistress Grovel 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 Right You know Beat me And the whole I don't get that Do not Do not Don't get it
0: <clears throat> uh, I used to think Like when I was first starting I had I had the I know Well no this isn't But I think I think by the time You and I met it, it had Hard as it is to believe It had Calmed down a little bit Mm-hmm. Because I had very little experiences, right? Very few experiences, and so it took me to it, it took me to meet some examples of female dominance that were not supreme, I guess. <laughs> to, <laughs> like a burrito, right? Right. <laughs> to to realize, oh, there are people, you know. Um, but you 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 said the word fascinating when you were talking about your initial
1: mm-hmm. interaction
0: with him because you seem to come at things um, with a very interesting sort of at the point between fascination, oh, that's really hot, and academic interest mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, where I know a lot of people who are academics who are kinky because they like to figure things out or whatever, or n- some nerdy people too. You know. um, but there, are, there aren't a lot who come at it kind of from both angles. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, the people can get turned on by it, but there's a lot of people who are just. But and it sounds like your your initial interest was more academic, sort of like a, that's fascinating. I'm curious to learn more about it, or did it actually turn you on? Both. Yeah.
1: I mean, I looked at the OWK site and I read the book, and the parts that made me tingle in my no no places, I took note of, and you know. But at the same time, it was like, wow! So this is what these people do, and yeah. you know. Geez, why would anyone do that? <laughs> you know? um, I, I I I was I was enthralled. I was fascinated, and 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 I thought about it. I I have given this some thought. Just you know, my you know, friends that I've grown up with, whatever you know, who know, and everybody knows pretty much about my work. They always go like, "Why did this stick?" Like. You've been, you've done, you've, you had a whole career before this and you, you know, have explored so many things, but this is the thing that you're gonna like stick with? Why, why did it stick? And I think that how I, how I have explained it is I don't really make that much of a distinction between kink and writing and food and, you know, and other things that I've been involved in because to me they're all, The common denominator of all of them is that it gives me the opportunity to make somebody say wow Mm -hmm. wow i didn't know about that wow what a great sentence wow this tastes delicious wow i'm hanging from my ankles (laughs) you know i i love being able i mean and and we we have talked about this before too like how i love to be able to give people new experiences i just like you know how Saad, you say, is a reaction junkie? Yeah. Like, she really likes reactions. It's not so much that I love reactions. I just love being able to show people stuff.
0: How long were you at uh, your first place? Luxuria, was Luxuria. it called? Luxuria.
1: How long yeah. were you there? Um, call it a year.
0: Yeah. And do you remember your first scene?
1: <laughs> no. Which is funny because I remember posting on Max Fish something like, hey, we finally get to, you know, the Apprentices finally get to do sessions on our own now, so who's going to be my first? It was very advertorial. And, um, you know, you always remember your first, I think is even how I titled it, titled the post. And I don't remember my first at all. <laughs> well, the first session that I remember doing at Luxuria was some guy wanted he had a hand and ring fetish and so he wanted the mistress to wear like lots of rings and bracelets and she had to you're doing your Vanna White you yeah know. you have, well like, it's like magic hands you had to like wave your hands in front of his face or something and allure him with your hands
0: <laughs> <la-dee-da, Exactly>.
1: <laughs> come to <laughs> me
0: <laughs> this has got to be a video podcast someday someday so, have to do.
1: and so i'm running you know i didn't have any i mean i had a couple of rings i mean i do wear rings mm-hmm. but i didn't wear lots of rings and so i'm literally i run to strawberry like you know like that cheap girls clothing store okay and buy like all the cheap tacky rings and jewelry i can find and then run back to the studio and put all this crap on and and then i literally spent an hour just going la, 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 <laughs> just waving my hands in front of his face look at my hands they can't <laughs> they won't touch <laughs> you <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? What was he look? What was the? What was his thing? Fuck I mean, if I know. okay. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get some in-depth analysis here.
1: No. Uh, no. Sometimes a scene is you just, just a scene. It. All right. uh, <laughs> I mean, his 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 thing was he. I don't know. People have feet fetishes, and sure. they want to just like look at feet and you tease them with the feet and you move your feet around and all that stuff so
0: he didn't want to touch or I mean it wasn't anything about touching or
1: um I think I maybe did a little bit of hand smothering yeah or you know just dragging my hands across his body or something like that but wow oh, that's a that, long way to spend an hour though that I'll is, tell you what <laughs> I'm
0: sure did you like have carpal tunnel afterwards
1: and... <laughs> no like, they were very limber afterwards because I'm waving I'm them I'm around sure. so
0: much That's amazing, though.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I don't know, really. (laughs) What made you just... The other thing I remember about him, his balls hadn't dropped. So he had, like, these weird sort of pussy balls that, like, he didn't have a, a hanging scrotum. They were really just sort of very... Like, his scrotum was just super tight against his body. And so at some point, I went to say, like oh, now I'm going to use my ringed, bejeweled hands and grab your balls. Grab you by the balls. Because <laughs> I talked in funny voices sure. when I first started. Of course. And I did. Sure. <laughs> and I went to grab his balls, and I was just...
0: Was <laughs> this saying, I just got out of the pool type no, of a situation? No, it's, it's just... Some people have it. It's a condition. It's well, I mean, rare. I mean, like, the, the post-pool thing... is they call it balls up situation, right? It's yeah. really, you know, it's really tight to the body. But this was like a permanent. Yeah. Eh, maybe that was his reaction to rings or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you seem to talk about your experience there fairly positively. Mm-hmm. Luxuria, pretty.
1: Luxuria was incredible. Um, you know, as a, I did not. <laughs> it was not on you know my list of ambitions to become a, you know. To become a dominatrix mm-hmm. at thirty-three years old. Um, <clears throat> to go back to what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, I'd met the shoe guy, and and he'd given me the website and the book. The book was Gloria Brames' Different Loving, a mm-hmm. uh, Common Sense Guide to Kinky Sex. No, Come Hither, a Common Sense Guide to Kinky Sex, is what it was called. And so I'd read those, and then I had. Woman in my yoga class was the managing editor of Penthouse Variations, and so she got me an invite to the Baroness's latex party, uh, and I went to that, and um, that was that was an experience. I was I was a little horrified. I mean, and I don't know what it was like for you um, going to kink parties, but for me now I'm used to it. But when I started out, I'd never been around... A bunch of kinky people? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ever. Yeah. And, um, you know, in that... We're we're talking about several different dynamics here. Like, one, it's a bunch of young women who are scantily clad, who are... and have very foul mouths, who are sort of running around and bossing around these sort of older men of older men and and so you know so older men of older men that's really old <laughs> yeah right. um so so there was some you know so it was just this very like it just seemed very seedy you know, and and so so it's 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 either like these old guys in you know naked or in sort of like pervert clothes. Yeah. You know, like so. I mean, I mean, I say pervert like in that sort of you know they wear the trench coat and yeah. they're gonna flash here. Or they're wearing like a, <laughs> a utility kilt. No. <laughs> Not your favorite. Yeah. yeah, but you know, but it's like they're doing that, and then these like naked girls in in. Fredericks of Hollywood lingerie or even Atrium Provocateur it doesn't matter you still like you're in a bar and you're undressed and you're putting your panty ass on a dirty bar stool and that's just kind of gross to me
0: well the Baroness Party when I first started out and I started going it seemed to be a crapshoot sometimes you would have this vibe of kind of just bleh you know Mm -hmm. and, and every sometimes it smelled like a carnival you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I mean, it's it just... You know
0: how that there's like the smell a carnival has? Yeah. It's dirt and it's just like, uh, you know... Yeah, it's
1: dirt and sweat and, and, and broken and, dreams. But then mm-hmm. sometimes I've... <laughs>
0: sometimes I, I went uh, to the same party and there would be like couples who were all dressed in latex and they were all, you know, loving it. And, you know... Mm-hmm. um, I think that's just sometimes the nature of kink parties... Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, uh, I haven't gone to any one of the Baroness parties for a long time, but I remember it was just feeling very just when i first started out it's not a not a positive experience you know
1: it was not and um, i was i was and especially like to have these strange men coming up and saying you know mistress may i kiss your feet yeah. and it's sort of like well, i don't want don't touch me yeah. <laughs> kind so of why thing why were you going you were going just to be I out wanted to meet I, people or? i just wanted to see what this world was about mm-hmm. and so that's how i did it and then i um I had another friend who was this like hardcore nerve.com dater, but she was looking for some guy to spank her and make her call him daddy. Mm -hmm. And, but so she'd go out on a couple of dates with these guys. And what she tells me was, yeah, you know, they're all like, yeah, I'll put you over my knee, missy. And then, you know, two weeks later it's, Hey, can we go to toys and babeland? Maybe we can get a strap on. You can Mm -hmm. lock me up the ass. She's like, that's not what I. No. I'm, yeah. So um, so she goes. I'll just send them to you. <laughs> I said great. Sure. Um, so so she introduced me to this guy who um was really into latex and bondage, um and he was young and age appropriate, which was nice, mm-hmm. and um he also happened to be friends with he knew a lot of pro doms actually and. Um, and he was one of those kind of guys, who know, all the pro doms by their real names, and likes to drop those names, which later became yeah a little. I know annoying. people like that, yeah. Oh yeah. And <clears throat> so he said, "Well, I can introduce you to the headmistress at the Nutcracker Suite, the best do- the best dungeon in New York." And I thought, great. And my thought at the time was that I was going to go. I literally, all my friends were like in Columbia Business School, mm. so. So I called her up and said, Hi, I'd like to come in for an informational interview. <laughs> like, and what? Yeah. So I show up and she hands me an application. I said, No, no, no. I don't wanna work here. I just this is an informational interview. Yeah. I just wanna know about what it is that you do. And at the time I was kinda thinking that maybe I would write a story about it. Like I had this fantasy that I'd do this big, you know, profile of the New York City BDSM yeah. scene and like splash it all over New York magazine or something. Sure. You know, but what did, what, it's our fictions that validate us. <laughs> what did you? What I, did, I mean, I think at the time I couldn't really, I I hadn't quite wrapped my head around owning that I was really interested in this stuff for myself.
0: Uh-huh. So, so this I was, was an out. Yeah, this was a. Oh, of course I'm in- interested. in mm-hmm. It's for a story. It's a journalist's work. Yeah, well, she really throws herself into her work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Research. So yeah, so that's so that's what I did, and and when I met with Marie, it was Marina Montague, the English Rose with Thorns, and um, so we talked, and and this is this story is on my blog too. I, I tell it a lot, um, and I was, you know, there were parts that were still horrifying. I mean, there were still a lot of foul mouthed little girls running around in no clothes, which you know. Mm-hmm. You better fucking buy me my fucking plane ticket now, slave! Right. And I'm just like, why would anyone talk to anybody yeah. like that? Well, but I, it's probably
0: because, and I know this is a little off topic, but this it's because when you're first starting out, a lot of people take on a persona because they're not comfortable being themselves in that role, don't you think? Or do you think they're, some people are just assholes?
1: I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. My first thought is, they're, no, they're just bitches, right. but... But I, maybe they're taking it. I, I don't know. Do I I think that that's I think they think that that's what they're supposed to do. And for some people, for a lot of women, it works. Sure. Like, you know, she got the plane ticket for her and her girlfriend. Yeah. So it works. I just, I, I just because never there's people who that. some
0: people who respond to that because yeah. it's uh, the fantasy or you know it, mm-hmm. it conforms to this idea or whatever. If someone looks through your blog, looks at your website, you really. Uh, seem to be into mummification did we talk about mummification last time around? I don't think so I don't think so um, that's something that fascinates me not so much in the act of doing it um, I can see the appeal but you've had people who have been like mummified for hours at a time mm-hmm. maybe I just have a short attention span or I have no idea what it is but, and and again, i can I can definitely see the appeal. But can you explain why I mean, what you get out of it? I mean what is it that you really enjoy
1: about? It? Well, what I really love is just sort of bondage in general. Um, and mummification is a little bit more specific than accurate in in this in this way. What I like is immobilization bondage. So, whether it is, you know, mummification is usually thought of as like wrapping you in saran wrap or, you know, or or bandage tape or things like that so that you can't move. But I'm happy to do it with a body bag, with a leather body bag, with a canvas body bag, with saran wrap, with various leather devices and, you know, or humane restraint equipment or cuffs and chains and what rope, whatever um <clears throat> to just immobilize you um for what it does for the bottom I-, I think that's particular for every bottom what it does for me i think at the core of a lot of my kink is an idea of objectification um when i was looking at that OB- owk site um before i you know as my <laughs> bdsm primer uh one of the things that I was very attracted to was like they would use the slaves there as sinks Um, so she would brush her teeth and spit the foam in his mouth and use another slave as a a floor mat to like wipe her feet off when she gets into bed or something like that. And I loved the idea like that whole House of Gourd furniture play stuff is extremely attractive to me and I would love to do that in my practice but that's just not something you get a lot of requests for. (laughs) right? Um, But, and what I love, I mean, and and for objectification play, I also love puppy play. Like, I love, but but the thing is, it's like, I love puppies, human puppies, the ones who are serious about it and who go completely into puppy space. And, you know, because then I want to treat them exactly like a puppy, which is not, as a human pretending to be a puppy, but I want to treat them like a puppy. And, and I really get into that headspace. So when somebody is in a mobile, immobilizing bondage, there is, that's a, that's a different kind of objectification for me, but still it's just as extreme. Like they're kind of stripped of identity. They're stripped of volition. Mm -hmm. They're stripped of, um, could, you know, completely stripped of control. and, so they become kind of an object and and i can actually feel myself like getting a little tingly down there just even talking about it now it's um it's just this incredible thing to to just look at and you know and what i love is just seeing a man just you know stretched out on the bondage table and you know not a finger can move his lip can't even quiver and you know his eyelids can't even flutter and you know and all the only thing that has movement and like freedom is this you know erect cock <laughs> sticking out of the bag and that is just
0: that's just... It's you're just, getting this faraway look on. Yeah, you know, it's, and just,
1: like, it's just, I don't know why, but that just turns me on incredibly. It's like, a, you know, they're, they're sort of human, but they're also like just like this oversized or very well anchored dildo. You know? right. So
0: what is it, because as we've discussed, there, there are situations where you can do an act and it depends on the person's reaction. Mm-hmm if you're doing caning or something like that someone can speak through body language but if they can't move at all and they can barely move their mouths or maybe they can't move their mouths at all maybe they've got a mm-hmm. gang in or something like that how does one become a how does one display a you know a good reaction for you or is it just
1: what I tell the people that I play with all the time is like I need you you know the reciprocal energy loop I talked about yeah. before um you know, I-, I want you to be responsive, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it with like, Oh yes, you know, we don't have to play sure. porn star here. But what I do, you know, how you tell me that you're enjoying this is just to like say it within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, as things are going on, just like think to yourself, I love this. I am so glad I'm here. This is
0: awesome. And you can get that vibe. And I will feel that. Yeah.
1: And and I think that that's true. Like, even if you're making love with somebody, you know, they don't necessarily have to be going, oh, yes, give it to me. I love it. Oh, fuck me. Oh, they don't have to make, you know, they don't have to do all that it's ridiculous. stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. We're going to sell dare it. you. <laughs> Five dollars of a ringtone of <laughs> Troy Orleans for donations to the vodka.
1: I dare you to make it a ringtone. So, um, so yeah, so like... You know they could be doing all that hooping and hollering and it's pretty obvious that they're not actually enjoying themselves as much as that hoopin and hollerin might suggest yeah. but then there are other people who you know they're just into it mm-hmm. and you can feel it and it's good
0: right I- I'm not very familiar with role play in general I-, 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 I just have never really done it but puppy play seems like role play Times ten,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you mentioned you don't want to treat the person like they are a person being a puppy. You want to treat them like a puppy. Mm-hmm. Can you explain? So this is like a, this must be something that is one of those nuances in the puppy play scene.
1: You know what? I don't even really know the puppy play scene very much. My experience with human puppies is is somewhat limited, um, and. <clears throat> And, and what I think about is just that I really want to just go into the headspace of, that's a puppy. So, like, I remember once that there's a, I forget what it's called, but there's some street fair in the West Village, like a kinky street fair in the West Village that yeah. happens every year. And I'd gone to that, and there was a puppy there, and the puppy was there with his master. And so I went to the master, and I said, is that, is that your dog? And he said, yes, it is. I said, is it okay if I pet him? And he goes sure. So I put my hand up to his nose and let him sniff my sniff my hand mm-hmm. to make sure that I was okay. Yeah. And then when he you know responded affectionately and didn't bite me or anything, then I just you know I pet his head a little bit and I said hi, puppy. Give me a paw. Mm-hmm. Give me paw. Mm-hmm. You know. I, and I asked the master. I said, does your puppy do tricks at all? And he said, yeah. You know, it does a few. And so we like we went through it. But it but my thrill in that is just. How much can I forget that this is a human? And I think the thrill for the puppy is how much can, how deep into puppy space can they go?
0: So, but is it eroticized
1: no. in your head at all? No.
0: I no. mean, because obviously there are people who eroticize it, or is it like service where people get into like a headspace?
1: I think it's just headspace. I don't even know that it's. I mean. You know, maybe when they do the, the puppy fucking or whatever, but <laughs> is that bestiality there? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, and so I don't know enough about the puppy world to, to know about that, about the erotic aspect of it and, and if it exists. Yeah. But I think for most, it is just, it's a headspace. It's just kind of leaving your own head and, and going into this whole different state of mind
0: does pony play appeal to you the same way too or no
1: I've never really been into horses <laughs> I, I, like,
0: I saw the preakness wasn't yeah, impressed.
1: I got thrown by a horse when I was you know 11 years old me too though. did
0: you yeah <laughs>
1: and so it's like you know horses are fine but they don't really you know and I want I, gosh I want a dog so bad and I can't have dogs in my apartment so um, so I you know so if, if someone
0: um emailed you and said I'm really interested in I want to do puppy play or stuff is that I mean would you just be like yes
1: I would let's go? you know and it's funny cuz I don't I don't advertise it at all I don't I don't sell it um, and I don't know if that's one of those fetishes that's also just really personal for me like I don't like I wouldn't know how to I don't know how I'd feel about doing that as a scene, mm-hmm. as, a, as a pro scene. Um,
0: so, do you imagine like the whole thing, like you're watching TV and mm-hmm. the dog's curled up? And, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. That's what I would love. That'd be awesome. So, I would let the dog lick my feet too.
0: Wow. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. What about, I mean, taking the dog for a walk? Because he has to take a leaker? I mean, yeah.
1: You
0: know, I mean, I don't know. How does one do that? I mean, because you have to break character if you're gonna, unless people, you're gonna, unless you're out in the woods or something.
1: I think, well, wee pads, puppy pads, on the floor. Oh, well, that's true. Why not? That's true. Wow. Why not? I put a puppy pad in the bathroom and and say, you know, do you know, do you need to go to the bath? You know, like, do you need to Big go empty outside? Rumor. Do you need to go? To, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> Feed them little treats. <laughs> right. You know, fetch, catch it.
0: Because gotcha. I've 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 read from people who are like they're really, I mean it's a big deal. You know, I, if
1: you find a puppy person, would you just send them to me, please? Sure. If you get if you get an email from a puppy person, I like I.
0: So, I I did I did a little matchmaking, kink matchmaking with Crimson, as you know, for the Republican. She wanted. To, oh yes. And it didn't turn out too well.
1: No, it didn't, unfortunately.
0: So how are you going? What is going to be the shibboleth, so to speak? <laughs> Bible reference Or West Wing reference What is going to be The shibboleth For you to know That this person Is actually into puppy play And not just Wanting to play with you And is willing to Act through it To get your puppy fix on How how would you know?
1: You know? I don't know Maybe know it's like you know. pornography
0: You know it when you see it? <laughs> exactly Because I mean That It seems it seems fascinating to me You know I, I've never been I've never been with someone Who was into that Or or Never was curious enough To try it myself But So when you imagine this, this puppy, are they? Because sometimes you see on like Mister S Leather or some of these places mm-hmm. where they have like the the you know, the the puppy face, and they have like they're usually latex. No, nude. No, or
1: not what? necessarily. I mean, he can have some bottoms on, or or even. I I don't. You know, I don't. Trick myself out in all kinds of outfits in order to be a dominant. Yeah. So I don't think a puppy necessarily needs to be all I don't, popped out. I asked, uh, You know what? You know what? A puppy needs to have a puppy should have paws.
0: So there's like yeah. yeah.
1: I'd like I'd like the little fistment paws. Yeah. But and a collar and a leash. Okay. Um. And the rest of it is want optional. But
0: plug tail. Or is that too erotic oh, Wow, what's that reaction? was like I don't know. Well, that I'm means, saying but that means get, I gotta
1: put. That means I have to put the tail in his butt. They and, might be able to do it. Well, <laughs> not if he has paws. Right. <laughs>
0: well, you could do it in stages.
1: Right? right. I. I don't know. Maybe I haven't worked out the details enough. I, I've only run it. I, like generally, my experience with puppies is that they're already in puppy mode by the time I get to them. So yeah. I don't have to make a puppy.
0: So is this a, is this a fantasy of? I mean, is this something that you really? My question is, is this something when you were younger, no. you were a kid and you watched the Shaggy no. D.A. and you oh thought gosh, that would be no. great if no. I could have the Shaggy D.A.?
1: No, no. I, I think just, the. in fact, the first puppy that I ever met, it was a, a female submissive. Um, she was on the Max Fishboards as Girl Pet, G-R-R-R-L, Pet. Mm-hmm. And she had this great little avatar, which was like an ink drawing of herself with the word stray, kind of graffiti sprayed across it. And somehow or another I ended up meeting her in person and I want to say I'd had some sort of a contest because you know I like I like games yeah and so I'd had some sort of a contest on max and I want to say she won and as because she won she got to have a free hour session with me this is when I was at Luxuria and she wanted to do a puppy role play scene mm-hmm. and it was great it was just really great. And like she was just so perfectly in puppy space, and I just clicked into it. And I had so much fun. And again, this sort of like goes with that idea of objectification. When I first started, one of my taglines was um, it was something about, I'm going to make something of you, you know, or. Make yourself useful. Mm. That was the word. And um, that was the phrase. Make yourself, uh, MTO M- or Troy Orleans, make yourself useful. And because I was really into this idea of like people having function, you know, so like a puppy, you, you're doing something. Yeah. And you know or you're a table and i'm gonna just like play scrabble on top of you or boggle or whatever or you know i'm gonna rest my drink on your back or rest my feet on your butt or whatever you know it's like i love that idea of make yourself useful you can serve me as a toilet as a shoe cleaner as a whatever um and i don't know if I don't know if what originally sort of got... Like, like I think that there was a... fun. In fact, I know that there was a fundamental attraction to that kind of objectification play. But I also think at the time, it was a very easy kind of play to do for somebody who hadn't really learned any bondage and hadn't really learned any, you know, how to throw a single tail or, you know, or do some of those more, you know, and hadn't really learned a lot of the, the psychological elements of BDSM play. So... To just kind of, you know, to think, okay, what would you do with a table? Because you know what you would do, or yeah, with a dog I or have, a, yeah, I have a table. I have, I used to have a dog. It's like you know those objects. You know exactly what to do with. So I think in some ways that kind of was a very safe, safe place for me starting out because I knew exactly what to do with these things.
0: So, and I'm I'm not, this next question is, I'm not mocking your interest in puppy play when I ask this. Because I know there are some people, like in pony play, who they imagine themselves as, okay, they're a Clydesdale, or they're a Mm -hmm. workhorse, or they're a... Mm -hmm.
1: A dray or whatever,
0: yeah. Um, Jackass.
1: uh, Right,
0: (laughs) and and I don't know if if the same thing goes for puppy play. Would you would imagine there are some people who, like, I'm a labradoodle. Um, I'm a
1: German shepherd, right, right. yeah.
0: Maybe lab, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> would a poodle be if it's a guy who wanted to be a poodle? Would that be like cross-dressing puppy play, or?
1: <laughs> there are boy poodles. There oh, that's true. There are very true. butch boy that, poodles. That's a good, yeah, good point.
0: <laughs> I guess my question is: Is do you have a breed in mind? Of because, or or maybe a personality type. Right. Do you want playful? Do you want? I mean, protector? You know, guard yeah. dog, or what? What do you?
1: That's an interesting question because you know my preferred breed of dog. I'm, I'm not going to be embarrassed to say I'll just own it. I love Shih Tzus, you know. I like small dogs. Sure. Um, so, and I, you know, my dream right now is that I could have a, um, I think it's called a Malshi. Malshi. It's a Maltese Shih Tzu. Yeah.
0: So,
1: so you like sort of the playful, well, that's what, loyal. That's, well, that's that kind. Of, a Malshi is what I want in a real dog yeah. as a as a as a human, but I think. For, for a puppy play type dog, I probably, I think that I envision that dog as being more of a golden retriever, Labrador type, type dog, you know, sort of... Sort of the noble... Yeah, but also, you know... Energetic? Yeah, energetic, a little silly, you know... Maybe like an eight-year-old <laughs> laugh, right. like not the not the the one that's one gonna that's just wear me trained. out. Yeah, one that's potty trained. One that you know likes to play around and run and fetch and whatever, but then wants to just sit down and be quiet. <laughs>
0: but, you, but you also don't. Again, this is going back to. I'm sure there's some people who enjoy being corrected mm-hmm. as a as a puppy.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: don't. It doesn't sound like you have any interest in. No at the newspaper? And...
1: No, not, not really. I mean, I, I like a well-behaved dog as anybody, you know, dogs should be well trained sure. and well and well behaved. and um you know, and if any dog comes to your house, if they're not well behaved, then they're just not gonna be invited back. There you go. So well, this will be
0: interesting. There might be someone who's listening who is uh, really into that and or knows someone or something That'd like that' That'd be fantastic. Let's talk about crimson,
1: okay. I like crimson.
0: I like crimson a lot too,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um, I, I'm, I'm grateful because I met her through you, right?
1: Yeah, you've met a lot of people through. i met a,
0: I have met a lot of people through. <laughs> um, if you were to look at the, you know, if the, the "It's a Wonderful Life" thing, and if for some crazy reason it was like if I hadn't met you, yeah. it would have been very completely different, right? Yeah. Um, so. Well,
1: I, I actually decided that I am. Um, what's it, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm a connector. Is the outlier. Well, no, I'm not an outlier. I'm just connected I just that. That's
0: the only other thing I knew about Michael Godwin. Okay. One could play a kinky version of
1: yeah, six, degrees six Degrees of, of Separation of Troy. Yeah. Um, how did your friendship start? She actually remembers this a little bit better than I do. Um, she, we were both on Max Fish and... You know, as most of my friendships with DOMs in other parts of the country, um, they started on Max Fish because they would post, and you know, <clears throat> finding finding women who are who care about BDSM and can speak intelligently about it it's it's not that easy, actually. And um, you know, there's There's a lot of there's a lot of hay to sift through in order to find those needles.
0: There's a lot also who talk about it so much in their professional that they don't want to talk about it. They want you know what I mean. They don't want to talk about it outside of
1: sometimes.
0: I don't know many like that, but there are you know.
1: Well, on a on a board like Max Fish, which is you know for female dominance for dominant women in the men who aspire to serve them, mm-hmm. more or less. Um no, actually for professional female domination and mm-hmm. the men who aspire to serve them. Um, <clears throat> and I say aspire to because not I'd say it's probably fifty fifty the people the men on Max who actually session. Um but because it is primarily a, a, a commerce board, mm-hmm. um, at its or a marketing tool, um, at its Foundation. Um, a lot of the women who are on there posting, it's just sort of, you know, there's there's a formula. It's, hey, I really like swinging my single tail. It's really hot. I feel so sexy when I throw a whip. Um, Hi, boys. Yeah. Uh, you know, ladies, do you like to throw whips? Men, tell me how much you like to get hit. Mm-hmm. What is it that you love about, you know, seeing a woman with a whip? So it's understandable if someone. So,
0: outside of that, you... Yeah, you noticed. gravitate to them, yeah.
1: And so, and that's that's what it was. So we noticed each other. And um, and then she, I think, planned a trip to New York, and I said, let's meet. Or maybe I planned a trip to Chicago and said, hey, do you want to meet? Mm-hmm. Um, one way or other, I think she came to New York first. And so we did, and we hit it off. Because she is smart, and she's kinky, and she's really into it, and she yeah. likes to talk about this stuff. And... That's, you know, it's it's also hard, I think, to... there's There are a lot of women in this business who, you know, maybe they're jaded about the work or they... You know, for them, it's a job. It's not really a, an avocation. And um, so... I know that I am always hungry to have women who are in this field that I can talk talk to and share stories with because there are things that we experience as Pro Doms that nobody else can relate to yeah. and you know, and it's stuff that's all at once, you know, especially in the way that we as women tell our stories you know, they're horrifying and disgusting and hilarious and adorable all at Mm -hmm. once, you know, and there's never, you know, if I tell some crazy story to Crimson, there's, she doesn't look at me and go, you really need to stop doing this work or, you know, or say, oh my God, who does that? (laughs) You know, there's, you know, we, we understand that 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 feeling and in some ways i mean especially because i don't work in a house i you know i have my own space it is only my space you know i when people travel sometimes i let them use the space but for the most part it's just me there so i don't and i don't go to clubs and i don't really you know i have enough going on that i don't really socialize much either so so to just have you know a couple of Dom friends that I can you know occasionally get on the phone with and have that hour and a half of just oh my gosh yeah. you won't believe what just happened or whatever it's it's really it's necessary for me
0: I remember when I first moved to New York uh, there was some I don't know where, where I read about it there's some event but it was uh, for dominant women only mm-hmm. no submissive men no submissive females maybe switch women could go or whatever like that but it was for dominant women only and i was like well why why can't that's that's where i want to be that's the one place i w-. you know what i mean why would? and um you know professionals were welcome life you know it was for mm-hmm. all- and it was because there is no shortage there's no so- shortage of your down the- of guys who are willing to spend time with you and hang but you they there's you can't relate Mm-mm. with them in the same way and sometimes you just need I don't I don't I, I personally don't have the the desire as a submissive guy to oh I need to relate to another submissive guy but maybe it's just because I mean I don't know but there's and talking to someone who went to the party she said it was sort of like it was like a you where you could be a dominant woman and relax because yeah. you you could just be yourself you didn't have to feel like you were being watched or judged as a you know mm-hmm. um and it sounds a lot like that's what you and Crimson have. it's like like sort of like a sisterhood type of thing going on
1: yeah, it's a sisterhood, and you know I also you know for for a bunch of reasons you know like some of it is just that I'm older than you know a lot of the girls let's say who are you know who work at stoms you know a lot of them are in their twenties and I am not in my twenties anymore, so um so, you know, there are also things in my life and my experience that I just, I can't relate to, you know, it's a whole bunch of things. Like, I, you know, the things that a, that a 24-year-old is dealing with, who's also a pro-dom, um, are going to be very different from the things that I'm dealing with at this point in my life as a pro-dom and as a woman. Mm-hmm. So... so it's so finding you know women who are you know over 30 and um you know and also still in the business and enjoying it and you know and kinky and and loving what they do you know it's a it's a really special thing and you know and and on top of that then they're also smart and they have other things going on in their life besides kink because that's that's another thing is that sometimes you can find this woman who you know they've been doing this for a while and yeah they're still into it still super kinky but this is their life
0: yeah
1: and so balance yeah you need balance
0: I'm always hoping that she, that Crimson, moves to New York.
1: Me too. Just
0: because, well, it'd be always. It's good be good to see her more often. But also, uh, what a great premise for a sitcom. Would, like I imagine you guys being roommates, which maybe it wouldn't happen. <laughs> but I just, I just imagine, I imagine you guys being roommates and it just being wacky hijinks ensuing. Like right now, do you? And you don't have to ruin it for me. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> My only two, is it when when you guys are hanging out, and obviously when she's in town she she sees clients and all this other stuff, but when you're just hanging out, mm-hmm. is it <laughs> one of two things in my head. It's no. General Foods International Coffees moment. <laughs> right? Where you guys are sitting around, you're drinking General Foods International Coffees and just you know,
1: Or 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 is it? There's very soft music playing, right? Yeah,
0: you know, maybe some Yanni or Kenny G Mm -hmm, maybe in the background, and then you kind of reminisce, and you like the sunlight's coming in, and you're just Mm -hmm. like, "Who is that waiter? Jean Luc?" You know, you're like, (laughs) or or is it? Um, is it like Van Halen music playing in the background, and it's like, "Balls to the wall"? Is it like? You know what I mean? Is it just you
1: know, I, there's the last time that we got together, um, there was there was banana cream pie, and no, so that could be taken two different ways. I made banana cream pie.
0: Okay, so you are sitting around eating. It wasn't like, there's this banana
1: cream pie. And, and, <laughs> and then she put this... her
0: tit in it. Right, right. I don't, <laughs> that's what I'm asking.
1: Yeah, no. No, no. I, I, when we get together, we are women together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably the best way to describe Celebrate it. Celebrate the moments of your yeah. life. Yeah, okay, so it's General it's International Coffee. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. okay but there see, you I, go.
0: I think that's just as awesome. <laughs> I find
1: both of them equally endearing as well. What I'm it's... But the thing is, is that we're also talking about, like, the crazy great sex she had the night before mm-hmm. and we're talking about a scene that I did where I, you know, surprised a play partner with a vanilla friend right. and, you know. So, we're talking about, we're not talking about Jennifer Flusser, We're talking yeah. Van Halen. But, we're, but the scene, if you were to look at it. Which I think just,
0: is just as awesome. I think that's great. Yeah. It's great that you're Still enjoying it after eight. Yeah. That's really great.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Did you think you'd be.
1: No. No? Okay. No, I didn't. Well, I I mean, I thought I was going to just train for six weeks and then quit. I just wanted to really. I I wasn't interested in doing this professionally at all. I wanted to just learn. I wanted to know what I was doing because, you know, I was finding play partners and just felt like. I don't know what a spreader bar is. And, you know, I wanted to get the vocabulary and I wanted to get some of the skill down. And I did my, I did six weeks of training and then I had to go out of town for a vanilla project that I was working on. And within like three days, I was calling up the headmistress at my studio and saying, I want to play. How do I put an ad on Max Fish? And, you know, because I want a session while I'm down here. I miss it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any equipment. What do I do? And so she, you know, gave me some ideas. to go to the drugstore and buy some duct tape and some saran wrap and some candles and some gloves and some lube and and a wooden spoon and you should be good to go.
0: <laughs> so will you, will you do me a favor and think about something. Okay. You don't have to, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask Crimson, or you can talk to Crimson as well, but... Um, I would love to get a mic between you and Crimson and just kind of sit back and...
1: That'd be fantastic.
0: That would be... Maybe when she's back in town, maybe... She's
1: coming, I think, in the end of May. Well, there you go. hmm So
0: maybe you'd be up for... Yes. Sharing some General Foods International Copies moments.
1: Yes. Um, yes. I, I don't know if, you're re- if your listeners are going to be... <laughs> maybe this will be... Ready for it. Oh, maybe my Maybe this will have to
0: be, you know, like a, a pledge drive. Hey, $200 donation. <laughs> $10 donation. Something like that. Um... Well, thank you for doing this again. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you to Troy. You can find her website and uh, all the ways to contact her by going to com. We'll see you in another week or so. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.